Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Authentic You Radio, and thank you for joining us today on Living Astrology, where we are tapping into the magic of the cosmos for practical guidance and wisdom with your host, Janet Hickox, intuitive astrologer and numerologer. and welcome to Living Astrology. Today we're going to be talking about the next piece in our puzzle of figuring out your destiny and your life path using astrology. Uh, But first I want to thank you, all the listeners and all the callers who come each week to my Living Astrology show. I know that uh, I don't always get to uh, everybody who calls in, and so if you're someone who calls in and I can't get to you, First of all, let me thank you for being a participant and for being very patient and, and hanging in there on the line. And second, I would like to give everybody my email so that if indeed you've been on the line and you don't get picked for a reading that day because of time, then you have a way of getting a hold of me, particularly if you're experiencing a challenge or a conflict or something uh, that you really need help or direction with. Um, and that would be Janet, J A N E T. Hickox, H-I-C-K-O-X, at Hotmail.com. So that's Janet Hickox at Hotmail.com. And if you've been on hold and you didn't get picked for a reading today just or any day, just send me a, a quick email and let me know that and what the basic issue is, and, and we can figure it out from there, okay? All right, so last week we began our study of the three keys to unlocking your destiny with the very first piece that's involved, and that's the sun. And so I thought we'd start by reviewing a couple of the things that we talked about last week. For one thing, the sun in the astrology chart is so much more than what you you see in the newspaper or what you hear on uh, you know radio shows or in magazines, that type of thing. Um, the sun is our is the giver of life on our planet and is the uh, piece that shows our will to live. Uh, it represents our conscious mind and our basic identity. You know, who are we? And in it is also our vitality and it is the kind of the director. The sun is the director then of our chart and sort of everything else lines up around it, much like the planets line up around the sun, uh, our energies line up around uh, the sun in, in our chart. And by sign in the chart, the sun shows us our life purpose and the style in which we will go about connecting with that purpose. And by house, it shows us where we will be able to direct that energy and really shine. So that's our, our quick little uh, review of the sun. Now today we're going to another piece called uh, the North Node and the South Node. And really these two are, they create an axis. They're not really a piece of the puzzle like a planet or a star or something that's physical. They're actually uh, non-physical pieces, mathematically derived essentially. And uh, they create an axis through which you see the gifts and talents and so forth from previous lifetimes and existences that filter into this lifetime and uh, how you can use that that from uh, previous lifetimes to move toward a different destiny in this lifetime. So astronomically speaking, the uh, north and south nodes are the place where the moon crosses the ecliptic plane of the sun. Uh, Let's call it the sun-earth ecliptic. And, you know, the earth travels around the sun. So get this picture in your mind of the sun being in the center and the planets, especially earth, because that's all we're really worried about today, that is uh, in orbit uh, around the sun. That uh, orbit creates what we call the ecliptic plane. 
And the moon travels around the Earth in uh, a predictable way, just like we travel around the sun, the moon travels around Earth, only that particular um, ecliptic plane or orbit is slightly inclined to or slightly at an angle to the ecliptic plane that the sun and the Earth travel. Um, So relative to the Earth and sun, uh, the moon's ecliptic plane crosses the sun's ecliptic plane in two places, and that's what we call uh, an axis of the, um, the north node and the south node. Those two points, or where they intersect, are the north and the south nodes, I should say. Now, the north, or the nodes, are always 180 degrees uh, opposite of each other, right? So if you have something at 15 degrees Leo, let's say your north node is 15 degrees Leo, then your south node is at 15 degrees Aquarius. It's always going to be predictable like that. And that axis is a sort of, it it creates a sort of partnership, if you will, uh, between the energies of your uh, karmic uh, influences from the past and the destiny that you're fulfilling in this lifetime. So it's a very interesting axis. And the north node basically then shows us your future or your karmic fulfillment, I guess you could say, the karmic fulfillment of your your life purpose in this lifetime. It shows what you want to claim in this lifetime, like what kind of uh, person you want to be or what the energies are that you want to uh, line up with. Um, the north node requires a certain amount of courage as it's uncharted territory for you as a soul. And uh, you have to be able to consciously connect with the energies uh, that are symbolized by the sign that your north node is in. And when you're able to do that, then you see that you are able to shine brighter in a way because you're actually aligned with your direction and your purpose. And keeping in mind that the north node energies don't come naturally. Um, You're sort of pushed by the circumstances you find yourself in in this lifetime um, or just by the need that you uh, have to be expressive in a certain way in this lifetime. And the south node, these are the strengths, the gifts, the talents, uh, the karma, both good and bad, that we've brought with us into this lifetime. And think of it as your uh, personal balance sheet of your assets and liabilities that you came with, right, the good and bad karma, uh, and the gifts and talents, and, and they're there for you to draw upon in moving toward your north node in this lifetime. Now, we're very tempted, of course, to um, kind of stay in the past and use the energies and strengths that we came with, but you'll notice in this lifetime, if you keep coming up against a brick wall kind of uh, energy, if you keep trying to do something and it just keeps not happening, Um, you may be doing it in a way that is along the lines of the south node as opposed to the north node. And so things aren't going to work out the same way. And in its most negative, sometimes when things aren't working right, we resort to the most negative aspects of that particular sign it's in in order to get what we need done in our lifetime. So that usually ends up in us not being able to connect with the energies the way that uh, we really need to or want to. Now, the nodes um, take their complete a transit around all of the signs every 19 and a half or 18 and a half years. And so when you have a north node return, it's usually a pretty big thing. And what I mean by a north node return is when the north node Uh, or the south node, return to the same spot it was when you were born. As it does something like that, you are sort of cleaning the slate and starting again with a new sort of the next level of your evolution as a soul in this life. So that's a a, a sort of banner uh, moment. And you can see as you go through your lifetime, if you look back at maybe the year between your 18th and 19th birthday and your 36th and your 37th birthday, and, you know, so on, that, you know, major shifts might have occurred for you, openings for you to be a different way or to complete a mission in a different way. So today what I want to do is uh, I'm going to to be able to do some readings for callers and um, be able to take them through 
what their destiny is. And last week I had a couple of people that I did readings for on the sun, and I'm hoping you three are out there. That was Erica. Oh, Lord, I'm going to forget everybody's names. But I remember Erica and... Uh, hmm. Oh, well, it doesn't matter what your name was. Call in today because I want to be able to see the progression from what we know about you with the sun to what we can find out about you with the um, the destiny in your chart. So um, let's take a look at what those might be. I think I have a caller on the line. Is that right, Jeff? Hello? Uh, oh, wow. Hey, Janet. Hi. Yes, who's this? How are you? I'm good. I'm very good. How about you? Good. I've, I was actually not going to call in uh, right since you, you know, asked to, <laughs> to call back in. And, you know, I was like, okay, since you, since you mentioned it, I guess I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll speak up. <laughs> and who is this? This is Erica. Oh, I actually even remembered your one your name, right? So I, I kind yeah. of pulled you out of the the fog of memory. Um, exactly. So let's, Erica, let's see if I have you under E for Erica, or if I actually do your last name. What is your last name, just in case here? Lewis. Lewis. Um, there you are. L-E-W-I-S. There we go. Mm-hmm. So I'm pulling up your chart right now so we can take a look. Now, let's see. If I remember, you were a Virgo. What yes, I am. There you are. Yes. 19. Oh, 73. Wait. Erica. Wait a minute. Let's make sure I have the right person. September 3rd. Mm-hmm. That is me. Huh. This is very odd. You're... Oh, because this is your progression, because hold on a minute. I'm like, what in the world is going on? It's showing me the total wrong chart. I am glad well, I, I noticed that. Made, but I think you just pulled my soul of return last time. Yeah, um, the last person who I was doing, I was working a progression, uh, taking uh, their planets and progressing them up to the current day, and uh, it didn't clear that out. So it had progressed you to a 19-degree Libra, and I was like, what? Not if she was born September 3rd. <laughs> yeah, that would okay. be me. Right, so sun in Virgo. And that means then for you, with your birth date, your destiny, your south node and north node, that axis, is in the sign of Capricorn and the sign of Cancer. The north node, the direction you're pushing in toward this lifetime, is in Capricorn and what your gifts and talents are are coming through the sign of cancer. And these are occurring in the 5th house and the 11th house. So let's take this step by step so we can kind of get an understanding. And um, I'm going to use you as sort of a guinea pig of how we'll, we'll do this for people um, in you know these readings that we do today, okay? So sure. thank you for calling back in and stepping up <laughs> for me to do this with you. Uh, so we have... First of all, your son in Virgo, and we know certain things about Virgo, right, that organized, analytical, critical thinking skills, usually very concerned about the health and hygiene and taking care of all of the details of life. And so for you, that was occurring in your second house. So that's the that's actually the house of, the, of money, the financial house, we could call it, the house of values and self-worth. And first looking at that, I might think, oh, this is, a person that's an accountant, a money manager, that type of thing. But if I remember correctly, you are a lawyer? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So a lawyer. So how does that fit in with this destiny that you have? Because your destiny is in Capricorn. And um, so let's just look a little bit. Remember the destiny or north node is the direction that you will find your karmic fulfillment, if you will, or be able to um, find the greatest uh, amount of success in this lifetime. And Mm -hmm. in the sign of Capricorn, I suppose it could come through the law, but Mm -hmm. Capricorn is usually much more oriented to uh, business in some type. And if, 
if, remind me, but I thought you said you're not very happy doing law, the law, right? No. You're wanting to move away from that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so tell me what it is you don't like about your job that you do. Is it too confining? Is it too detail oriented? What's the what's the rub no for interest. you here? I think you know I have no interest in the subject matter, and it's confining mm-hmm. and it's boring. Um, I just don't have any interest in law. <laughs> <laughs> and at one time, did you have an interest in it, or did you find that you did. kind of got pushed into that direction? No, I never did. I was in. I was a finance person who decided instead of doing an MBA, I was going to do a JD MBA, and I kind of got stuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and I was never. Ha- I'm sorry. You just never really connected fully with what you really wanted to do here. Right. I mean, I had other things I wanted to do. I mean, initially wanted to do journalism, but then I kind of fell in love with economics and. I worked all my summers on Wall Street and thought I wanted to be an investment banker and decided that wasn't for me either. But, um, yeah, but law always felt off path. Mm -hmm. I would say for you, because of the second house son, that you you were definitely better suited to a Wall Street or a financial kind of, um, of, of pursuit not necessarily having to pigeonhole yourself into being an accountant or a bookkeeper or, you know, being a stockbroker or, you know, trader on Wall Street, but that the idea of numbers and money, uh, amassing it, you know, the whole energy of exchange, money mm-hmm. and valuables, that kind of thing, is very um, appealing to you on some level. Right. Now, a Capricorn destiny, so you it, with your north node, you're working on certain characteristics that you're trying to develop in this lifetime. So um, in this particular lifetime, you're learning about discipline, right, self-control, keeping your commitments and your promises, so kind of being responsible. And the uh, planet that rules Capricorn in this case is Saturn. So, of course, Saturn really likes the idea of being responsible, being goal-oriented and problem-solving, that kind of thing. And um, there's a great need then with this particular destiny for you to let go of the past and to become emotionally responsible in this particular focus because your past, your south node in this case, is in cancer, which is very emotional, right? And carries a whole, so there's a whole lot of emotional energy that you bring with you into this lifetime. But now you're... If you if you try to um, deal with emotional situations with emotion, it backfires on you. So mm-hmm. in this lifetime, you're trying to learn how to not react emotionally to something, to sort of set yourself back and become a little more detached in how you look at that kind of thing. Capricorn, as your north node, uh, are very concerned with your reputation, and they need to act in ways that are... Um, amenable to keeping a good reputation. So how you deal with people, how you keep your own house in order, that kind of thing is very important in this lifetime. And if you are someone who uh, walks that gray line, right, then you would be someone that got hit very quickly with issues because of Saturn being the uh, ruling planet here. In other words, karma comes quickly to you. If you're in the wrong place, you pretty much will know it right away. Or if you've done something that's not in keeping with your destiny, you should know it very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you're working on developing in this lifetime is a couple of things. Self-control, self-respect, You know, keeping your commitments and your promises and your word. That's got to be sort of your um, your law in this life. And then letting go of the past. That's very much important with this one. And being responsible for your own success. You can't look outside of the world to other people. In other words, in last, in, in previous lifetimes, possibly, and of course I'm not doing a past life regression, so I don't know for sure, but it's possible in past lifetimes you were, in, you were, in, you were in, involved with a family kind of situation where your family supported you in some way or where um, you weren't required to go out and find success on your own. It was already a reflection of your position within the family. And so in this lifetime, you can't be sheltered in the arms of a family. You can't, um, you can't have a family sort of 
be all your support. You have to sort of move out on your own and be able to to attract success to yourself. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. <laughs> and then some of the things then that you would have to let go of in this lifetime that will not serve you in going out into the world and being a success is being dependent. You'll have to let go of that. You'll have to let go of insecurities that would lead you to not act on something. And, you know, any kind of fear that holds you back. You'll have to be more ruthless than what you might expect in this lifetime in order to let go of the fears. Um, you will have to avoid taking risks that are, are are too risky. Now, I don't want you to not take risks at all. I'm just saying, you know, be very clear about what the, the give and take is of what you're about to do. And then um, avoiding any kind of emotional outburst or overreactions emotionally to the things that are going on. Um, so now if we if we look at that then in in the south node, then what did you bring with you that really helps you along your path? Now it would seem to me with a south node cancer that you were very much uh, able to to work with group energy in previous lifetimes. You were very much able to deal with uh, emotions as an empath, perhaps, or even as someone who um, played the mother role. Hmm? One second. So when we're looking at her chart here, we're looking at two things, the signs that the nodes are in and also the houses that the nodes are in. And um, so you're, you're back now, right, Erica? There you are. Yeah, I'm, I'm back. Um, I just have okay, to go so you're, Okay, so you're... Okay. I was just filling in the dead, the dead air there for a second with uh, just some generalities about what's going on. Okay, and so so now with, so from the past then, you bring with you a, a, a wealth of emotional energy. You know how to deal with emotions. You're empathic. You have the ability oh, yes. to work through family energies and be the mother. That kind of energy comes with you. But it's not going to serve you as well in this lifetime, right? So if you're going to try to mother people or take care of people, um, it won't be as successful for you because the node is pushing you to uh, a much different quality. That Capricornian quality is much more, um, the word that keeps coming to me is ruthless. You know, they're, they're, And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, sometimes you have to just do what has to be done irregardless of what the emotional um, price might be. And being goal-oriented and not just, being, um, you know, stuck where you've been. And for you now, Capricorn and the North Node is in your fifth house of creativity, right, creating joy and play. And so it takes away a lot of the business sort of end of Capricorn energy. So expressing yourself creatively is very important in this particular uh, lifetime for you. And I don't think that you can do that very effectively as a lawyer. There's not any real creativity, I suppose. I suppose there would be, I mean, if you were inclined to use it towards those analytical kind of skills that, you know, you would need for uh, for doing that job properly. But in your case, I think it could be expressed through other places, perhaps arts or you name it, you know, really. Um, are, are you the person I talked to one day that likes the idea of dance? Body expression, Erica. Erica. All right, Jeff. Did we lose her off the line, or is she still there? We lost her. Okay. Well, then, what I'm going to do is put Erica's on hold for a moment and go to our next caller, who is D. Are you there, D? Yes, I am. Hello. How are you today? Okay. Um, Good. I think you. I my birth date is August thirtieth, nineteen sixty one, and I was born Happy in birthday. eighteen. Thank you. 
I was born in Aegean, Greece, and I don't have my birth time. Aegean, Greece, okay. A, yes, That's A-I-G-I-O-N. A-I-G-I-O-N, okay. And yes. what's your last name, D? Michaels, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S. And uh, it doesn't look like I've done a reading for you, or at least not that I can see really quickly. So let me quickly put your information in, and we'll get... Do you have a specific question, or are you just interested in what your destiny is, that kind of thing? Um, Well, I'd like to know uh, how I'm going into my birthday year. Is it going to be positive? The transit is going to be better than this past year? Just in general, whatever you can pull out for me. Do you have any idea at all what time you were born? Any anecdotal evidence? You know, were you born in the morning? I I was adopted, and I cannot find that. I can't get that. Okay, tell me if you're, are you a morning person, a night person, an afternoon person? I'm I'm a night person. You're a night person. Okay. So let's try, I'm going to try like 2 a.m. for some reason. And Greece and A-I-G-I-O-N. How do you say that? Aegean? Aegean, yes. Nice. All right. So, Dee, let's see here. Your chart's coming up. And so give me some personal information about you. Are you uh, very emotional? Are you a mothering kind of person, a caretaker? How would people characterize you? Um, I'm not a people person. I love animals. I love my daughter, so I'm, I'm mothering to her. Uh, I like solitude. I like nighttime. I like the winter. I like the cold. <laughs> I like I like living in a very private location. You know, a lot of a lot of fields around me. Um, okay, I've I've, gonna... I've moved a lot. Okay, that's um, always fun, isn't it? Oh, sometimes it's forced, and sometimes it's by choice. <laughs> I'm changing your birth time a bit because I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking that perhaps you were born with the sun in the 12th house and that's going to put your birth time a little bit later. And let's see here what happens if I do it this way. And if we don't have it perfect, it's okay. Um there we go. That looks a whole lot different. So now I'm I'm guessing a little bit different birth time, but it doesn't really matter because what I'm trying to pull out here is where is your destiny. And your destiny, by the way, isn't as dependent on birth time. Only its placement by house in the chart is uh, dependent on birth time. Do you know, what? what uh, if you think about the things you've done in your life overall, what what is the, the major thing that you've done so far in your life? Because you're turning, what, 52 this year? Yes. Uh, so... What kind of work have you done, or what's been your major focus? My my major focus is trying to establish a home, or just a, a a grounded, stable home. Okay, good. That's that's where, really good. Where I don't where I don't have to move, or I can just settle down and put down roots. I can't seem to put down roots. Okay, so I'm changing. Just bear with me. This this is good because all of this information gives me gives me information about where this is playing out in your life. My guess is that your destiny is in your fourth house, which is the house of home and family. Indeed, it, it the word yes. key word is roots, right? Foundation when it's yes. in the fourth house. Yes. And um, you know, interestingly enough, your destiny itself is uh, at the twenty seventh degree of Leo. And this is one I'm very familiar with because guess what? You and I are only two months apart in age, so our destinies sit yeah. in the same sign. So let's talk about your destiny for a minute in, in the general terms, and then we'll go into the housing area that it's that it's located in. You know, first of all, I think you were probably born with uh, Venus in your 12th house, which the 12th house is the house that likes to be hidden. And it seems like you, with a Venus in this area, would find a lot of beauty and support in the quiet aspect of things. Yes. The reason why winter would be supportive to you, quiet, the night, that kind of thing, right? Because you're finding beauty in the places that are quiet, in the the deep, if you will. 
And then with destiny in Leo, now here's the most interesting thing. I think Leo probably has one of the easiest destinies there is if you ask anybody else. But for us, destiny is kind of difficult because it is a destiny that's about doing what you love. It is about being playful. It is about doing things, creating joy for yourself in life, no matter what that means to you. It's all personal, right? But we we live in a society and we're born into a world that seems to think that everything is about what we do in the world, right? Uh, We're measured by how successful we are in terms of, I don't know, money we've made, um, you know, how long we've been at one job, if we've climbed a corporate ladder. Those are, you know, other people's values that have been sort of superimposed upon us. And with a Leo destiny, it's your job in this lifetime to be the shining star for yourself in whatever realm that might be, right? And okay. that means for you with a destiny in the fourth house, it's fully and and unequivocally is landing in the house of home and family and retreat and um, a foundation or roots, right? A home, that, that very strong yeah. foundational energy. And the, when you, you know, earlier in the broadcast, I was talking about how the North Node is not the thing that comes most natural to us, right? We have to sometimes just take courageous steps to move us in that direction. And that's yes. probably been the same for you. I mean, you know what it is you want to create. Life hasn't made that always very easy for you, perhaps. And so you have to move forward step by step to make that actually happen. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Now, your past or your south node puts you up in the 10th house then, which is the house of career and profession. So, you know, a part of you is still kind of coming here with the gifts and talents that remained from being a 10th house career-oriented person in a previous lifetime. And often I find even a a possible military or some sort of discipline science-type energy because the south node for you is in Aquarius. And in this lifetime, that isn't going to work for you either, right? So you have to... You're breaking into a new pattern and establishing a different foundation for yourself. And I think in some ways, even though a Leo destiny by everybody else's estimation is, is you know, more playful and fun and easier to connect with, I think you've made it a little more difficult for yourself because Leo does like to be the shining star and the center of attention. And uh, for you, that center of attention puts you squarely at home as the mother, the yes. matriarch, the power in the uh, the power behind the throne, if you will. <laughs> okay, that's where your joy is coming from. Now, let oh, me yes. take and put let's put this into a different chart very quickly. Uh, back, so I could just take a quick peek since tomorrow is your birthday. We might as well do this for you and see. Ah, uh, solar. Where do you live? Just by just what state do you live in? Or I'm living country? in Maine right now. I live in Maine, Maine right now, yes. Oh. Nice, our producer's from Maine. Really? Yes, what part of Maine are you from? I'm or up in, in northern Maine, between Holton and Presque Isle. Nice, Way I don't know north. where that is, but I bet Jeffrey knows <laughs> okay. where that is. <laughs> okay, so taking a quick look at your chart shows me uh, most likely... Most likely you are, he says he knows it, by the way, Um, you're most likely embarking upon a new level of growth this year because it looks like the sun is coming back to uh, your first house, which means you're connecting with the energy of new and you're connecting with something that is um, kind of like a fresh start, let's say. Oh, wow. And the energy for you um, with a sun coming back in the first house on your birthday is always about being a little more, ah, dare I say it, self-centered, right? Don't take that word wrong. I don't mean selfish. I mean it's you've got to ask yourself the deeper questions about you. What do you love? What do you want? Where do you want to live? Who do you want to be, right? And the things that you do this coming year then are all in support of that. Can you do okay. that? Does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. It okay. sure does, yes. So that's an important thing to remember this year as you go forward is that is this in support of me? And, um, you know, some people can get very uncomfortable with that because they think it's all about the other person, right, that we're somehow being selfish. 
but like I've described to many people on many occasions, if you're on an airplane, the uh, the cockpit or the, the uh, people, stewardesses, whatever they're called nowadays, they're the ones telling you if your oxygen mask drops down, put yours on first, then help your neighbor or help your children. Yeah. There's a reason for that because if you aren't strengthened first, you can't help anybody. Right then, you're pulling from a deficit as opposed to pulling from a strength. So this year is about strengthening yourself, right? Empowering yourself. And Mars is in the sign of Leo on your birthday, and this is very more, much more, kind of uh, strengthening that need that you have to be the the strength, to be the center, to empower Hmm. yourself, because you cannot help your family if you are not empowered. Yeah, that's true. Right. So whatever that means for you in your life, do it. Be brave. You know, be courageous. The lion has courage. Um, (laughs) And stepping out into that realm may be, you know, uncomfortable for you, but do it anyway. Oh, okay. I know what you're saying. (laughs) Okay, good. So you'll know know how this is relating uh, to your life. Let me ask you another question. Financially, how are things going for you? They're a little better the last few months. Since the springtime, okay, it's got it's not it's not great, but it's better than it was. That's very good because on your birthday tomorrow, uh, the destiny, because you know it transits as well as comes to a point in your birth chart, but it's also moving, and it's conjunct Saturn pretty close to it anyway right now, and it's in your money house, and that means if you've managed your money well over the last you know several months, several you know maybe several months back even to end of last year that um, then things are going to begin to to loosen up for you a bit that way. Um, So you've lived through the constriction, and now maybe things can expand a little bit for you in that way. Okay? Oh, that that would be great. Wouldn't that be nice? Yes, I felt a lot of restriction on that end. Thank you. And you might still at times, but... Um, yeah. You're coming, you know. You've done the work. You're coming out of that one, and money may start to flow in for you in ways that you didn't expect. So expect the unexpected. That's always kind of fun too. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Like Is there any other questions you have, Dee? One more. I know I'm going into an eight year. Is that a good year? I know that's supposed to be more action and more mm-hmm. money. I think that's what I heard. Right, more action, more money, ambition, etc. It's empowering you, right? That's an empowering you year. So you're coming out of a year where you've done a lot more introversion or introspection, um, and you'll be kind of bursting forth out into the scene. And you know what? A good place for you to call or a good time for you to call will be next week because next week uh, I have celebrity numerologist Michelle Arbeau with me to go through the third piece of connecting all the pieces with your destiny, and that's about your life path with numbers. And so she will probably be the best one for you to talk to um, next week about what does that eight year mean because she's developing an entire book around the number eight. Wow, okay. Yeah, perfect timing, right? Yeah, it is. Okay. I really appreciate your calling in today, Dee, and I hope to talk to you next week. Okay, thank you very much. This was very good. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Take care now. All right, I have Julia next. Julia? Hi. How are you today? Oh, great. I was so disappointed I had lost the connection in the chat room last week when you were talking to me, and it's like, oh, shoot, I tried to go back, and it had already gone. So it's like, oh, darn. Oh, okay. What were we talking about? Refresh my memory. I've got your chart. I think you're September 16th, 61? Yes, that's me. Uh, You were just uh, basically telling me what was, you know, sort of the highlights of what was coming up or... Uh-huh. I, I don't remember us having a specific question. So uh, you had started, you said something about Leo in the ninth, and then your next thing that I caught before I lost my connection was what was going on for me intuitively. And that was all I well, got. Guess. <laughs> okay, well, guess what? Here's the other thing is that you and me and my previous caller, D, we all have our our destinies in the same place. I was born in June, she's born in August, you're born in September, all the same year. So we share that same that same piece of uh, destiny being in Leo, where in some way 
you have to connect to the idea of, of standing out as an individual, right? Claiming uh, yourself and being visible, even if you want to be invisible. And D, if you're still listening, remember that. This may be a more visible year for you. And for you, Julia, then the uh, destiny for you by birth is in the ninth house, which is the house of our um, higher knowing, right, our spirit, our uh, intuitive self, as well as other things that rules, um, you know, publishing, it, it rules our philosophies, like our, our tendency to believe in something higher than ourselves, kind of taking us back to source. And so that's the direction you're sort of moving in this lifetime then, is of, of a very deep spiritual knowing of who you really are and being very willing to claim that. Because in previous lifetimes, with uh, your destiny then being in Aquarius, it was much more about the group mind, right? It was more about who you were within the confines of a group, like a member of a group as opposed to the group's leader, like you are in this lifetime. Does that make sense mm-hmm. to you? Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely on a spiritual path, and that, that is my greatest desire is to, to know source one-on-one and and not and you know that sounds so simple to say, but it's just mm-hmm. I don't want to know in my mind. I don't want to think it. You know, I don't want to think I know it. I want to. You know how people like will have like a near death experience or something like that, and it forever changes them. Or some people have like a, a profound spiritual experience. Just mm-hmm. it's some it shifts something within them that they move beyond, you know, I guess faith is what it boils down to. But I want to have knowing, I want to know it within myself that I can't let my mind come and say, oh, no, that's not that's not right. You're not right. <laughs> it's not that right. Way. In other words, it's experiential. I mean, that's yes. that's what you, you're really looking at is experiencing yes. I, yes. Um, God or source or, you know, the universe in, um, in a way that's larger than... Um, the way that we can sort of define it right now. Yes. And it, that is that is so in keeping with your destiny that uh it's if I didn't know better, I you know, I would say I planted you to call for this one because it's absolutely <laughs> perfect in this case. Now, a couple of things though, in your chart, destiny is kind of sandwiched between two very important energies. One is the black moon Lilith, and she represents your shadow. And the other side of you is um, the planet Uranus, which represents uh, lots of things, but surprises, upsets, and um, also that, um, okay, if I told you that Uranus represents revelation, then would you understand how that would relate to a spiritual revelation? Yeah. And that's kind of what your destiny would be in this lifetime, that spiritual revelation. A very, you know, you're describing a near-death experience possibly, but this is one of those things that takes you to the mountaintop kind of thing where um, it's a very yearning that you have for that kind of experience. And so whether or not you connect with that energy in in this lifetime – if there's one thing for sure is that that's where you're moving, right? That's the direction you're moving into. Mm-hmm. But know that it's personal for you, right? You may not be able to experience that with a group. It's going to have to be very personal. Okay. And here's the other thing. Lilith on the other side of you there, in Leo, she is hesitant to make change, right? Change is disruptive in that case. And... um there's a fear of change. Let me put re- rephrase that, a fear of change. But you'll have to be willing to make whatever changes are necessary. And that may be a difference in your philosophy, a belief, um, where you go to to, um, to be spiritual, that kind of thing. It's going to push you into being very highly individualized in your uh, seeking of of the experience of revelation with spirit. Would that also cover like other areas of my life? Because I am resistant to change right now. I'm, you know, moving toward ending a really long marriage, and I've been very resistant. And you know, my mm-hmm. mom's like, or you know, I've been told you should have done this eight years ago. <laughs> you know, but it's just the yep. fear, and that's 
kind of keeping me standing still, but, uh, you know, I know that I'm moving, you know, I know that I'm moving toward that direction. There's, you know, it's just a matter yeah. of, you know, doing it. <laughs> uh-huh. So. And indeed, it is absolutely the case that Lilith, the black moon, uh, that fear of change is going to be reflected all around your life, not just in, you know, this position here. Um, and certainly by now, or right now by transit, you have Jupiter and Lilith that are only five degrees apart in transiting together through your eighth house, which is the house of death and rebirth. And often when I see a relationship end, there is a major piece going on in that eighth house. And Jupiter-Lilith conjunction is a pretty major thing. So maybe it's time for you to let that go. The one problem I can see here, is there a financial concern around doing that? Yes. Okay. Because I think that's what's holding you back right now. And it looks like on your birthday, because I had a birthday chart up for someone else. And so your birthday is... um, what I'm actually looking at, and the energy of Jupiter and Lilith are moving in uh, through your second house on that day. And the second house represents the finances. And because they're transiting through an eighth house but returning in the second, it's that whole idea of how do you share resources with someone. If you're, if you're moving through a divorce, how do we share resources, particularly money? So that is a concern this year but that should not be something that stops you, right? Don't let that stop you if it's the right thing to do, if it's the right thing to do. And if the only concern is about change, you know, then you've got to realize that that's my shadow. That's your shadow. It's holding you back that, you know, change is good. Yeah, I I definitely, because you know how it is. Sometimes you look back and you see how you were when you were younger and the type of personality, and then you look at how you are. Or, you know, I'm speaking of course. So. Yes. <laughs> it's like uh, I just sometimes I'm like, goodness gracious, what happened to the fun me? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah, and you know, in my own life, and this may work out for you too, is that I notice it even when my uh, closest family members are going through change, that I somehow, I'm really, I'm a Gemini, so I embrace the change. That part doesn't bother me. But then when it gets right down to it, and they were really faced with how that affects that person's life, then suddenly I'm full of, oh, no, let's not change. Let's keep it the same. And I noticed this recently with um, my, uh, I have a son that's 21, and he was, changing positions within the company, kind of making a sort of lateral move. And all of a sudden, I went into some sort of anxiety about him making that change. And I, I, I knew it was my shadow. I knew it was my shadow, not his, mine. And so it seems to affect me, even when it's other people, and it may be doing that for you as well. Because you're uh-huh. looking at the bigger picture, right? Not just how does this affect me, but how does this affect others? Mm-hmm. And I'm guaranteeing you it's meant to be all about you. Right, okay. that's the key. It's all about you. So well, um, go for Go ahead. Since you have my birthday chart up, does you know, like the one caller whose birthday is today, um, is it looking like it's going to be a positive year overall? Or uh, yep. like you said, is it going to be a death and rebirth year? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, yeah. your, your son returns in the fifth house, which is the house that Leo rules, by the way. So this becomes even more important for you to find yourself this year. But it's more about finding your creative outlet, right? How do I create joy for myself? Uh, maybe lightening the load a bit. Can I play a little bit? You know, can I have some fun? Can I relate to the childlike enthusiasm that I had as a youngster? Kind of, kind of recapturing uh, your youth in some way, and not that you're old. That's not what I mean at all, or that you've gotten to be a fuddy-duddy. Just that you know, sometimes we oh, forget. I have. Yeah. What were we passionate about when we were kids? What did we have? What was that play? What did it feel like to just play? To be joyful for no reason, to go out and sing in the rain and play in the mud, you know, before the practical self got involved and said, but then your shoes are going to get muddy or you're going to catch a cold or blah, blah, blah. blah. So reconnecting with that childlike enthusiasm, that's your role this year. Now, there is one little thing I want to mention. Are you having any health challenges at all right now? No, not that I'm aware of. Okay. Um, There are planets in the house of the body that are pretty much big ones, so Saturn, Destiny, Venus, 
and that can be an emphasis on health for the year. So do your due diligence. If something pops up, go to the doctor. Do what you can to strengthen yourself, your body. Um, Letting go of things that you no longer need will really help you. Um, That means if it's people, let them go, because otherwise it will begin to show up in your health. And... um, Old ideas, grudges, emotions, anything that you've been, any baggage that you've been holding on to, let it out this year. Or later on, you may experience some, some health challenges. If you haven't had a, an exam in a while, go to the doctor. Not because I'm worried that something is happening in your health, but because, you know, all of that energy is happening in Scorpio, which is sometimes sort of murky. It's hidden. It doesn't always show up right away. So okay. take, take care in that respect. Uh, just support yourself. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, good about that. I do a yearly exam, and I keep up with all my well women exams and mammograms good. and all that good stuff. So I'm trying yes, to stay on top of it. Well, good. I mean, that house is ruled by Virgo, and Virgo is very health conscious. So um, just keeping in mind what you eat, how much sleep you get, you know, all, you know that drill, all that good stuff. And um, we want to make sure that you're supported that way. So that's very key for you. Pluto is returning in your eighth house, so another little build-up to perhaps this is the year for an ending of some sort for you in terms of that relationship, parting ways. Okay. But again, your free will here. So you do what you need to do and empower yourself in, in, in this without taking power away from the other person, by the way. Right? Empowering yourself. Okay. Good. All right. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome, Julia. Thank okay. you for calling in today. And uh, I hope you'll call in another time and talk to us. Oh, thank you so much. Have a great day. You're very welcome. Thank you. You too. And I think Erica came back. And uh, Erica, yes, are you there? Back. Yes, I apologize for earlier. No, no, no problem. Earlier. I have got to get back to your chart because I'm. I'm trying to remember now exactly where we were. Erica Lewis. Yeah, uh, you we were go. about to go into the houses, but the houses meant in conjunction with the north and south node. Okay, so let me make sure. <laughs> Somehow I got your solar return up too. Your birthday's coming up next okay, week. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, okay, let's go back first of all. So, oh, yeah, that's what we were talking about because your destiny is in the fifth house of creativity, right? right. That, the, way of, the way you express yourself creatively, the way you express the joy of living, right, that playful, childlike energy. And um, the fifth house ruled by Leo. And um, so, so we have that idea, too, of, of um, doing what, comes naturally for you you know what do you really love to do and i think i'd ask the question if you were the person that had talked to me about uh loving dance and body movement mm-hmm. yeah. that was you that okay was good and so maybe by fulfilling that part of your destiny right that piece that really wants to have the joyful expression that you will um, be fulfilling your destiny even if you're in a much more serious kind of work and but 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 you have to do what comes to your own heart in this one because the fifth house is very much self-directed in that way and expressive. And like my other caller, were you born in 1961? No, you were born in 73. No, 73. Um, the, my previous caller, she also had her destiny conjunct um, Black Moon Lilith, and you do as well, only it's in a different place. So um, I think that's what I was looking up for you, actually. Uh, is that I wanted to see what the fear was. You know, we had Laura Walker on our show a few months back, and I want to have her back again. She's the expert on the natal black moon, and okay. which is also called Lilith. And um, she wrote this wonderful book on the black moon, the shadow. And um, it's like the go-to thing if you have somebody experiencing, you know, problems in their life, like something that they can't quite put their finger on, it's often the shadow. For you, the black moon is the shadow of control. 
the fear is that you will get neglected or you won't be acknowledged. So you're judging yourself always about how well you stand out, right, or how how you compare to someone else, which gives you control issues. I think what happens here then for you with a destiny conjunct that is that in dance you can lose control, right? right. You can just move with the music, and uh, you can be um, uh, expressing yourself in a way that's much more free and fluid than what the constrictions are that are put upon you or that you've put upon yourself by uh, your destiny and your sun in Virgo, you know, and uh you know, that more earthy energy, down-to-earthy energy. So have you thought about, you know, expressing yourself that way in the world as a dancer or teaching dance or, ah, I don't know, some other way of being out there? I mean, definitely thought about other ways of being. I don't know, you know, I don't necessarily think it will be in dance. In a, in like in a in a career kind of way, mm-hmm. um, but in some ways you have to give that expression a chance. Oh no no no! I, mean, Very I, much. I need it. No, I need it. It's fundamental. Yeah. But I don't like. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I need um, it, but it, it doesn't. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say. Interesting thing is that in, now that I'm looking at your solar return chart, I see that the sun this year for you is coming back in the eighth house, which is a transformation house. And um, that means big changes on the horizon for you this coming year. That can be bode really well as long as you're not someone that's going to fight the, the change, right? Um, mm-hmm. Or fight, you know, the transformational energies as they move you forward. Um, are, are you in the midst of any kind of inheritance or, or issue or... I wish I was had an inheritance to make my life easier. <laughs> um, is there? Is, are you uh, the? What is the executor of an estate of any kind? Because the eighth house is often about no. money that's coming into you from inheritance through a spouse, uh, or no. in some other way highlights money coming into you from you know loans and credit as well. Money that you didn't earn but that huh. comes to you through other means. So that'll be interesting. Are you looking for, you know, loans to go back to school or anything like that? No. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to continue, continue talking to you throughout this next year to see how this shows up for you um, because it's it's often something you don't see coming, um, but something that may uh, come up to you that, you know, that transforms your life in some way, money coming to you in some way that helps transform your life. The second house is the money house you earn. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, the planet Chiron. (laughs) Yeah. It's a different kind of energy coming through the second house, the the way you earn money. Um, Neptune is there and Chiron. Uh in a, a water sign, Pisces, so that invokes flow, abundance, uh, but also the possibility of being deceived in some way. So be very careful where you put your money this year, mm-hmm. what investments you make, or you know where you if you're tempted to pull your money out of one fund and into another. Just be very aware of of what you're doing with money this year. Okay. Yeah. Are you married, by the way, Erica? No, far from it. <laughs> uh, do you have anybody that you're seeing right now? No, unfortunately, no. <laughs> I bet there will be within the year, though, because Jupiter, Mars, and the Moon, all three of them return on your birthday in the seventh house of relationship. I don't think you're going to get away without having someone in your life in order to play this one out. Mars represents the male energy, the male principle. Um, the moon represents emotions and emotional connection. And Jupiter represents growth and expansion. You can't grow and expand in relationships without one. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and this is an early sort of transit, meaning that it's it's a longer term. So we're not, it's not happening one day and then going away. This is a longer term transit for you. So that's why I say over the course of the year, uh, from birthday to birthday, 
something may develop in that in that way for you. That would be exciting. <laughs> I know, wouldn't it be? All right. Well, I'm down well, to only one so minute much. left in the show, <laughs> so I have to go. But next week. Uh, we are going to be doing the third piece in this puzzle, and that is the numerology piece, looking at your life path as uh, evidenced in your birth date. And I will be joined by celebrity numerologist Michelle Arbeau, and she will be working through numbers with me and uh, relating that to your destiny and to the sun in your chart. So we'll complete our picture that we've been painting over the last couple of weeks. And uh, everybody join us at 4 p.m. next week. And uh, until then, everybody have a stellar week. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on Living Astrology. You can reach Janet for readings at www.living-astrology.com or by email at janet at living-astrology.com. Do you have questions about how astrology works or questions about your own chart? Send them to me at dearastro at living-astrology.com. One show each month will be dedicated to answering your questions. Goodbye for now and have a stellar week. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.